Aloha kako everyone and welcome to the Sisters in Crisis podcast. I'm your host, Berna Mokulehua, and today I will be sharing my second episode, which is on eating disorders and compulsive behaviors that are triggered by trauma bonds. So we'll be talking about um, some of the common eating disorders. And while I want to also remind you folks that although my podcast is called Sisters in Crisis, I want to make it known that this is also stuff that the men should be able to hear because it is about just educating them and informing them on the impact that they too can have on their daughters or their wives or their girlfriends and and I want to say also that eating disorders don't just happen to girls they happen to boys as well so in the things that I discussed today they apply to either sex boys or girls it doesn't matter and also at any age um, so with that we'll we'll go right ahead and we'll talk about bulimia and anorexia which are the two most common of the eating disorders so this is considered to be a complex psychiatric illness that could lead to death if left untreated so in order for a person to recover from this it will take a lot of therapy and a lot of help from a health professional as well as a lot of support of family and friends so there are many different factors that could lead up to this disorder it's commonly found amongst young girls in their preteens all the way through the ages of adulthood and while there are many possible causes for this kind of distorted thinking process factors such as genetics family history trauma or and environment play a big role in the start of this toxic cycle So trauma has a vast range in causing this to happen. A person who experiences domestic violence, emotional or sexual abuse, abandonment, or even a one-time traumatic event such as a rape or a natural disaster or the death of a loved one, these are things that could trigger this kind of cycle to begin. So also knowing that complex PTSD symptoms are also linked to the onset of these compulsive behaviors. So with bulimia, which is the process of binge eating and purging or throwing up, this is usually looked at as a way to cope with something. This will block the chaos of emotions that a person is going through. And it is also looked at as a means to having some sort of control and order that a person is seeking. So the emotions are often pain or hurt, disappointment, guilt or anger, and a deep feeling of unworthiness. And so anorexia, which is a process of starving oneself due to the distorted self-image, that the patient has he or she will also look to starving or eating very little as a means of having some sort of control and also a false sense of obedience uh, amongst themselves 
we often start to think like this and having unrealistic perceptions of ourselves when we are young and influenced by social media and the hype in having a flawless body. So I want to make note that this often happens when we hear other people or we we feel other people talking or criticizing us on our looks, our weight, or our talent. Young girls are especially vulnerable while listening to older role models, including us as moms, aunties, or even the celebrities that they watch on TV openly and negatively discuss their own weight problems. We don't realize that while we are just casually talking about how we're getting fat or how we need to lose a few pounds, that the young ones around us are paying close attention because they look up to us as important people and role models of our families. So they will eventually start to think that they too will have to drop a few pounds in order to be socially acceptable and loved by their family and their community. So men, please be aware that when you criticize your wife or your girlfriend in front of a child, you're also drawing a mental picture for that child who is listening on what to expect of themselves when they're older and will need to find a partner. So boys will tend to be critical to their partners that may have, you know, other talents. But if you didn't find their mom acceptable because of her weight, by observing you, he too will be critical and hard on his future girlfriend or partner. So you are teaching your sons that women are worthless unless they look perfect. So the impact you will have on your daughters is that if you neglected or belittle your wife or partner because of her weight, your daughter will think that you will neglect her later on as well if she is not the size of your preference. She will be constantly be looking for validation in her weight by unconsciously fearing being abandoned by you and later she'll carry that into her own personal relationship with someone else because once we are hooked on that control factor phase that's a catalyst that will spin out of control as we look to being validated in all the other areas of our life we become compulsive in our thoughts and our behaviors and being compulsive is to try in trying to keep things in order or keep things clean. This would take over our mind in our life. So sometimes even shopping so that the shelves are perfectly stocked will give us some, some kind of sense of being in control. So repetitive cycles of eating too uh, become habit forming. So take note, people, when you see your daughters put one small piece of meat and three peas and a teaspoon of rice on her plate for dinner or something similar to that, that's a big red flag that she may eventually have 
or obtain an eating disorder later, you need to you need to discuss that topic. You need to bring that up as to why is she only going to eat that much. This is how we as anorexics and bulimics see us as having control over our lives. Because if we can control the portions and things that we consume, we are still we are still eating, so you can't tell us that we're not. But we're going to limit ourselves because of the fear of losing something or someone significant in our lives. So if you leave this behavior untreated, or if you give up on your child or girlfriend, wife, or whoever this person is, if you give up on them too soon, I guarantee you that this will have a huge impact on your family life and then into your children's lives. If you are the person that is obsessed obsessed with your weight, it will have conflict on how you do meals with your your partners, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your family. And then later when you have children, your fear of food will impact them as well. So I'll share with you that I've experienced bulimia uh, in my young adult life. As a professional hula and Polynesian dancer, landing my first job in a show in Waikiki, we were weighed in every night on the meat scale in the kitchen before the show. And so everyone had a weight limit as to what their ideal weight was. So when I auditioned, I was at 115. And then because of the extended rehearsals and being so excited of being chosen, I had lost an extra 15 pounds that I was carrying and mind you I'm short and stocky I was muscular and thick from the years of marymonic trainings as well as poor eating habits of being at the legal age of drinking so I also though had decided I wanted to look better so I went on this three-day diet and don't even ask me how it worked and I lost 15 pounds and I looked and felt great But then, unfortunately, 100 pounds became my expected weight from my boss. So as the months progressed and I had gone back to eating normally, my weight crept back up to 104. And it was at that point, that night, when I was weighed, I was immediately sent home and suspended until I could get back to 100 pounds. So being on suspension, as I tried to exercise, I began to build my muscle back and I crept up to 106 and it was from there. I was taken off the schedule indefinitely until I could come back down to 100 pounds. So this traumatic experience and humiliation is what set me up for over a year and a half of hell every single day. I started limiting my daily intake to only two pieces of toast and coffee Uh, My weight hadn't changed much, uh, so I decided to secretly take my dad's diuretics before my weigh-ins. And and even at that, that didn't help too much. So as the weeks went by, I eventually noticed that I lost more than half of my long hula hair. And I was so weak that I could hardly walk up the stairs to my own house. So I knew my body was shutting down. So I decided to start eating salads. So I drove through Jack in the Box every day to get a salad for lunch. 
And within the two minutes after consuming it, I would stick my fingers down my throat and vomit it all. And if I thought that there was any still, any salad left that got digested, I would most definitely take a laxative and a suppository to make sure everything was out before I went to a weigh-in. Now, I did this every day, and it was hard for me to go to family dinners and eat like a normal person, you know. Um, I had to eat lao lao and rice and kalua pig and lomi salmon and poi and a cake, and I would just, in my heart, cry so painfully trying to control my emotions in front of my family. The guilt of consuming a normal amount was terrifying after so many weeks of trying to get back down to the 100 pounds. And it didn't help that my family didn't even notice I had lost weight since my audition, nor they ever did affirm or support me that I looked okay, just the way that I was. So in my head, for all those months, all I could hear was my boss saying, you're too fat. Don't come back to work until you look good. So soon enough, that had become too much to handle. So one night, I took a bunch of pills, hoping to just die. But unfortunately for me, that didn't work. I still woke up sick as a dog, but eventually was able to function. It was a true miracle that I recovered from that without therapy or support. But the one thing that I did do for myself was drive back to work and uh, told my boss a few nice words and remind her that I was her first choice doing their auditions and this wasn't the only place that I could find work. So I'm not saying to tell people off, but what I am saying is to definitely draw boundaries who, to those who treat you poorly. I'm saying this because this is where trauma bonds and eating disorders meet the same concept of love bombing, right? Remember that in trauma bonds um, with my boss telling me that I was an excellent dancer and then humiliating me in front of the whole entire cast, telling everyone that they could go to the dining room to eat a buffet dinner, which was offered to us for free. But me, I had to stay back in the dressing room. And if I did go down to the dining room, I could only sit with them and have diet soda. So that was, that was pretty traumatic. That was pretty rough. And I'll never, ever forget that feeling. So let's review a little bit. Trauma is a trigger to an eating disorder. This could be a form of continuous abuse, neglect. It could also stem from a one-time traumatic event. So the way a person sees themselves as they are developing as children or young adults, that, pl that plays a huge impact on them. So if their core beliefs are that they are unworthy, they will believe it and they will take it on as their identity. So as they attempt to process this, they find themselves in unhealthy coping behaviors sometimes you know self-harm and cutting of oneself um, promiscuity drugs or alcohol and they may slowly begin to shut people out of their lives too um, 
I had befriended someone a few years back who was severely depressed and also bulimic. She was just always in a trance from being heavily medicated with antidepressants and her behavior was just so unpredictable. At times, if if I showed up unannounced to her house, she would be immersed in her fridge, consuming as much as she could in that moment. Um, Sometimes we'd go to restaurants and and she was so particular and so obsessive that we were res- we were refused service a few times. She would often admit to me of stealing food from her teacher's lounge in her school. And as I watched her stuff granola bars and packaged cookies into her purse, when I, I would take her to church, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> We're at church. You can't be like stealing everything off of the table. And so in trying to help her read and research about her condition, I did take note though that she struggled with dyslexia on top of her eating disorder and depression. She had told me that she was a successful saleswoman and had had a million dollar house before I had met her. And what had sent her spiraling out of control was that her boyfriend at that time had convinced her to sell her house. And then he took her money and left her. And so this was tragic for her. And this was tragic to watch this person just get worse and worse and worse. And it was because of her severe depression and lack of control over her emotions Her family, who was in the mainland, refused to help her or to take her back. She was here on the islands by herself. And when I met her, she had had a car. But because of her instability, she was declined car insurance and then left to fend for herself by riding a bike. And as you can imagine, with a compulsive behavior of binge eating, buying groceries made it really difficult for her. So as we tie in trauma bonds to this disorder, let me say also that the internalized behavior for attachment phrase also plays true. Remember I had mentioned that in the trauma bonds. Children who don't feel safe or secure with their caregivers will quickly note that they are deemed as defective. So when a parent is demanding and has super high expectations of their kids in their achievements and physical appearance even if the parent is present in the child's life but not really emotionally available that child learns or thinks that they are unimportant or worthless and will attempt to change themselves to try to appease their parent So it is safe to say that being neglected, abandoned, rejected, or separated from your caregiver will eventually wreak havoc on you as a child. So we look at things like being successful, well-liked, independent, financially secure, all as socially accepted characteristics. So when your child feels that they don't meet these guidelines, it will cause them to feel guilty and vulnerable and feel like they just don't belong. And although the caregivers are still present, but still asking them to do better, the fear of not being able to be real 
or the possibility that they might fail will have them seeking out unhealthy coping mechanisms. So may I also add that in our generation, and I'm in my 50s, we were not tested for ADHD, dyslexia, and those kind of things unless it was obvious. But after meeting a few people who struggled with learning disabilities combined with trauma, uh, eating disorder was something that I found to be a commonality. So in these eating disorders, while it is often seen as the flight part of the trauma bonding because there's a deep feeling of loneliness and isolation while trying to process this illness. So escaping or being maladaptive seems to be the only solution in trying to cope. So in healing from an eating disorder, we have to find a way to reconnect with the parts of us we wanted to, you know, kind of get rid of or had banished along the way to be able to go back to the place where you abandon yourself and to acknowledge a person who is more than worthy of being loved and accepted. This takes a lot of work for the patient themselves and having to learn to affirm themselves constantly because they're going to spend just as much time trying to build themselves back up as they did in feeling guilty and agony while they were sick. It's going to take a lot of support from family and friends. So please be mindful and tactful when speaking to someone trying to recover from an eating disorder. This is not something a person can simply get over or get it together while in the healing process. This takes time This takes energy, this takes strength, this takes a a solid mindset to be able for you to convince your body that you need food and nutrients to be healthy and well-balanced and a, a mentally and physically capable person. So don't ever criticize a person for their fluctuating weight or for putting on extra weight we knew we had the problem before we spun out of control it was those same mean words those same feelings of rejection that contributed us to be in that kind of situation a therapist who specializes in eating disorders ptsd and trauma along with a physician is going to be the ideal treatment for this person whether he or she is eight years old or 40. So as a patient or victim, you will need to surround yourself with positive people, drawing boundaries with negative people, especially if they're your caregivers or people close in your family. The key to your recovery will be drawing boundaries what you're going to allow them to speak into your life and what you're going to disregard. Because there are so many triggers, so many more triggers, in fact, that and causes to these kind of eating disorders. Overeating is caused by the same factors. And the treatment is also vital for you to evolve back into being a secure person. So if you have any questions about this, 
you can contact me at sisters in Christ. I mean, sisters in crisis 2020 at gmail.com. And in the meantime, take care of each other. Malamopono. And until we meet again, ahui ho.